What do you do to ask if somebody's of age so you can check out their teas or dip in their V's <laughs> or eat their bees? <laughs> Biggie. Uh. Uh-huh. Uh. This goes out to you. This goes out to you and you and you. This goes out to you. This goes out to you. This goes out to you. 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 Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Lisa Lowry. And I am one of your hosts, Rafael Marquez Castañeda. No, AKAs. This week we will talk about the Monday show Fortune Famester Bet on Herself. Did I say that right? Close enough. Okay. And the Thursday show, Allison's search for meaning, David's new do, Renee's attempted murder. But first, little Rafi, I think it's time for some shout outs. Do you have any? I sure do shout out to the one and only DJ, Dr. J, Dr. Jen, Dr. Generous, Dr. Kavorky Jen. <laughs> shout out to everyone from the Switzerland of America. Shout out to LK. Hope your voice has come back, but also kind of hope it doesn't come back because it was great anyway. Shout out to her husband, Chris, who apparently chuckled at my little jokey joke at the beginning of the episode. Shout out to Leanne Ward. Have you heard the new um, Sarah and whatever her brother's name is? I forget. Sarah Watkins songs. Uh, What is his? Sean Watkins. (laughs) Let me know if you like those songs. Shout out to Lisa motherfucking Lowry because last weekend was great. And thank you for hosting us. And thank you for meeting up with me at the circle and having mimosas. Most of all, oh, shout out to the mimosas. <laughs> and shout out to Megan for coming all the way to Huntington yesterday to hang out with me. Oh, good shout outs. I... I... We'll have a couple of... Okay. Shout out to Brittany. I love you. I miss you. We were supposed to have a phone date the other night, and we both um, got busy. And I can't wait to talk to you and catch up. Shout out to you, Lil Rafi. Also, shout out to myself for winning the Seinfeld trivia that we did last weekend. (laughs) So now we're tied at two and two. You know, we could say it wasn't recorded like I tried to claim yours wasn't, but Trice (laughs) was mediator and a witness. So uh, now we are tied two for two. Yeah. Like I said, all I've learned is that I'm horrible with names, Mm. as we already knew, and uh, we are very evenly matched, which is a good thing. So we're making progress is what we're doing, because eventually you'll finally bow down to the trivia. Seinfeld master, um, which is not me. But anyway, also shout out to superfan Megan, to Trice. Uh, actually, I just wanted to shout out everyone that came to my house last weekend because a lot of people came. Well, I'm going to say their names, but they all came from like far places. They took time out or even close and took time out of their day. Um, Trice uh, for. Uh, oh, my God. <sighs> so shout out to Trice. Shout out to Paul. Shout out to Ray Morgan to Sandra, to Lauren, and then uh, also to Joanna and Stacy and Dr. Jen for hanging out the night before. It was super fun. Shout out to Tim Martez, Scott Marquez, Toby, Leanne, and I think 
that's it for now. Oh, speaking of no, yeah, the Seinfeld trivia, really quick, before we get into the Monday show, because I want to talk about Tony a tiny bit, but um, the Seinfeld trivia, it made me think that we were supposed to have a trophy. Mm-hmm. So we were supposed to have the Fusilli Jerry, and I finally got most of the stuff to make it, because I'm just going to go for it. It's hard to make, but go for it. I'm going to try. It might be real janky. <laughs> but that made me think of a new nickname for Tony, Rigatoni. <laughs> <laughs> you think you like that? This Wait, this is a question that I don't know if I had mentioned it for Patreon or not, but what is your favorite pasta shape? Ooh, I actually do like a Fusilli. Um, mm, no surprise there. Would you? <laughs> yeah, because I love Seinfeld that much. Um, I like Papa Adele. Uh, huh? Also, I'm not a big fan of pasta, to be honest. But I like the big, thick, like rigatoni, <laughs> penne. I like a thicker. I, I spaghetti is the lowest on the list. I hate spaghetti. You? Oh, geez. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is Radiatore. Oh, okay. And I just came up with my new AKA, AKA Raffiatore. <laughs> I'm going to make a Raffiatore. <laughs> I would be Raffiatore. I would be Raffiatore. You would. Oh, would my I God. Be? I don't want to know. Lingui- linguisa? Ling- no. Linguisa. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it kind of works. It kind of does. Uh, right on the Facebook post, uh, which is your favorite pasta? And if someone were to make a figure of you out of pasta based on your personality, what would it be? <laughs> There's orchetta. That one's pretty good. I was trying to look up different ones to make. There's one that's like a curl, like lasagna. Oh, I would be lasagna. Oh, Holy wow. You're a wide, flat noodle. <laughs> okay. And a bit curly. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it's a bit wavy, yeah. <laughs> wavy. Wait, I said, yeah, I said it was flat. It's wavy. What am I talking it's about? It's flat and wavy. I it's mean, flat and you, wavy. It's yeah. both. It's a little, but little bit of everything. Goes. Well, I was trying to find something that was like a small version of lasagna. And there's one like, I think that what I just said earlier is like that because I make this thing. Anyway, okay. Um, yeah, let us know what kind of pasta you are. What kind of statue are we going to make out of you? <laughs> make it out... Wait, what? <laughs> and um, if you're silly, <laughs> I mean, we already know the answer. So, And if you're ravioli, then you know what's happening there. Ooh, I could also be ravioli. Oh, but you're not chubby enough. Oh, you could be like I a... do like getting stuffed. <laughs> Boo, <Boobie. laughs> Oh, my God. Hey, boys. I meant food-wise. <laughs> and then uh, not not the other way. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Oh, brother. Brother. <laughs> Back to the Amen. show. <laughs> to all the brothers that are stuffing Rafi. Okay. Raffioli. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Monday show. Fortune was on at the beginning. The uh, Allison had a little chit chat with Tony. It was awesome as always. But he was just back from tour, and I was wondering. You know how everybody's chanting Tony's name now? That's a new thing. Do you think it's Allison related at all? I actually was thinking that, and I was thinking it could be, but I don't know. It seems like weird timing that all of a sudden people would be chanting his name when they never had before. Right. But how many Allison fans are watching his show? Yeah. I- Ooh, if also comment in the Facebook group if you are a Motion City fan mm. and a Allison Rosen is your new best friend fan, obviously, if you're in the Facebook group, you are. So if you're a double threat. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. We want to know. So, Fortune, I first started listening to this episode, and I was 
I have to admit, I was annoyed by her, but Ooh. because I didn't realize who it was at first, and her voice, I was like, oh my god, how can anyone have a podcast that has this voice? And like, I honestly was like totally kind of like put off by it, but I was like, whatever. And then I started thinking, she sounds familiar. I looked her up, I'm like, oh my god, I totally love this lady. She's hilarious, and I love her in the Mindy Project. And then I saw all these nice comments about how much everyone's loving this episode. Leanne was one of them. I was like, I'm going back and listening to it. I listened to it for a second time. It must have been my own fucking mind. Because I fucking loved it the second time. She was so fun. Nothing was... There was nothing negative about it. I don't know what was going on, but I loved her being on. She was so down to earth, and, like, she was a great guest for Allison. Do a (laughs) kickflip! They don't know how to do that. Oh, it's a YouTube show. They know show. how to carry the... Oh, <laughs> yeah, they know uh, sorry. To... It's actually the Church of Skaten as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I don't think I've ever heard her comedy, and I don't think I've ever seen her act in anything. I definitely mm. am not going to watch the fucking Mindy Project. It's rough. But... She's great in it. I love her, and I don't yeah. know why I love her if I've never seen or heard her work, you know? Right. And I meant to watch her fucking special because I'm dying to see it, especially after Lauren's um, rave reviews about it. And I still haven't. So I got to get on that today. Yeah. Get get on that right before or after you get stuffed. Um, so Fortune had a sitcom based on her family. And it's sad that it didn't end up getting picked up or like whenever things happen, you know, when presidents go away, then Seinfeld doesn't get picked up. The pilot. So, um I wonder what would happen if there was a sitcom based on your life. Um, <laughs> I think mine would be entertaining, but it would be sad. You, you know the please stand by technical difficulties <laughs> screen? It would just be that. <laughs> this was the Indian head. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 <laughs> oh, um, but I, I hate the fact that there's this show that potentially sounds pretty fucking rad and super... Like, it'd be something I think we would really like. And the fact that there couldn't be two gay sitcoms out at the same time is kind of shitty. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but... Because it's not even a gay sitcom, but just the fact there's a lead that is gay. And, oh, can't have two of those. But at the same time, it's like, who cares about TV, man? Uh, I don't know. You are a turd. Well... Okay. What's her face? Um, Tig Notaro had a show on Amazon. I don't know if she still does. I watched the first episode. I love Tig. Same. I love Professor Blastoff. I was like, I'm going to watch this shit and I'm going to love it. And I watched the first episode and I was like, this show is not that good. No offense. Well, but sorry, Tig, if you're listening. <laughs> her story is like interesting. She's funny. The people she had working on the show are funny. Right. And I still didn't like the show. So... Even if you have Tina Fey and Fortune Feimster and God knows who else was involved, like, I mean, there's no guarantee that it's going to be great, you know? Yeah, true. It's, I think, I like it that it's just not famous enough people that were playing her family that would be just right. Like, they're famous, but they're not. You know what I mean? You know those people? Because sometimes when a show comes out and everybody's super famous, I'm like, I'm not going to like it. Same with the movie. I'm like, fuck that. I don't even want to watch it. It's all about these people and them being famous. Like, I want to know. I don't know. I, I could get into the weeds on that one. But I it made me think of a, of a podcast that I'd like to do, which I always think of these podcasts, which as nobody's having a podcast, 
I wish there was a way we could monetize it and like actually make a living doing this because it's fucking fun to drink mimosas and sit on the street <laughs> in orange. But um, I thought of something called, it's called S- Some Nobody. So I love everybody's stories. Like everybody has one. So imagine if you have like any random person off the street and you have a show about them their whole life. Okay. Two things. Okay. One, the podcast that I've been mentioning a lot lately a waste of time with with it's the real started their patreon i mentioned and they're going to do a thing where if you subscribe at a certain level they're going to do an interview with you i forget what they're calling it it's something like i don't know you or something like that oh, um okay. but it's going to be just getting into the stories of whoever is a subscriber which is i don't know about that so idea these, but those will be the episodes you don't listen to <laughs> well we'll see but um, also, I don't know if I came up with this idea or if I heard it somewhere and I thought that would be interesting because I had a very short time at high school. But can you imagine if you like found all the people from like your graduating class and interviewed those people to see where they are now? Because oh. you guys were in the same place at one point yes. in time. And now it would be interesting to see how... the your lives are so different now. So on some nobody, there could be a whole like series one week on like going back to your high school and talking to, to these like Joe Schmoes. And of course you could call it Joe Schmo show, but I think that was taken already. I'm sure it is. I think some nobody is much better because it's better. Um, <laughs> much like my high tea idea. Um, so fortune talked about being really shy and that she had to train herself to not be shy. And I did the exact same thing. I did not go the, um, the improv route because that I don't have an improv brain at all. That kind that I it, that kind of stuff throws. Not only is it not very um, entertaining to me, but I also don't like I don't have that gene. I can't do that. But I did train myself to not be as shy, even though deep down I'm still like really fucking pretty shy. But I've just trained myself to not be. So then maybe at a certain point I'm not as much. But are you? Have did you grow up shy or are you shy? I grew up shy. I still am shy. And um, I'm so shy. I'm like the Windy City. No! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Let's play an improv game, Lisa. Uh, give me a place. Okay, can I tell you something? We uh, did that on JMO Patrol, and I fucking oh my God. failed. Oh, so bad. Yeah, so hard. When? Wait, was it when you guys were doing the Dungeons and Dragons thing? Possibly. We did it a few different things. Where there, We did the Dungeons and Dragons one. There was one where... We had to do fucking voices, which you know, you know, it's your about me and my exes. And, um, yeah, and I freeze. I, all of a sudden, like today, when you're like, what's a good quote from that thing you do? And I'm like, uh, 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 <laughs> You're like, uh, the, the thing know. you do. What? Um. <laughs> that thing you do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't, I, I can't think. I'm, I feel like I'm witty. For certain reasons, but like I'm not quick on my game with improv stuff. I freeze up, think of a tree. There could be a, literally a tree in front of me. I know what it is. I can't think of it. Like I'll, uh, uh, yeah. Also, yeah, improv seems like when it's done well, it's really funny. But when it's not, I can imagine just it being horrific. Well, yeah, because it's not like there's no substance when you're coming off. It's like beatboxing. It's like so you're just rhyming with stuff, which great. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's great. Beatboxing that is you can not rhyme rhyming and improv. That's on freestyling. The spot. Sorry, freestyling. Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> so like you can freestyle, great. You're just rhyming, and I can't do that. But 
you're just quickly rhyming. It's like improv freestyle. It's the same thing. Lisa, would you like to hit us with a lettuce wrap? It's the lettuce wrap. It's the lettuce wrap. <laughs> Shout out to Paul and now Lauren, who's yes, listening to Dope Yes, and to Mitch, who was also totally listening. Oh, um, he is. Yeah. Uh, so I, did you, have you ever gotten out of the shiny style? No, I'm sure you freestyle. No. No, those are some peg jeans. I think. No. (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant this guy. I was like, what? Oh, wow. Um, no, I still think I'm pretty shy. I try to be outgoing every now and then, but <laughs> it hasn't been working you out for me. You go out of your way in like crazy ways where you're like, I'm going to fly to a different state to meet an Allison fan and not be different. creepy or sexual about that's it. That's different, though. I've said it before. We I know that we have something in common. It's yeah. relating to strangers that oh, is difficult. Oh, that makes sense. Because there's literally nothing for me to go on. I'm just like, oh, like look at this. I know, tool bag. I almost said something mean. Oh! Look at this man and his lovely dog. Um, What am I going to say? Like, oh, what kind of dog is that? And then they're going to be like, it's a fucking Lebanese shepherd herd dog or something. And I'm going to be like, okay, have a bye day. (laughs) Like, that's, that's, yeah. What the fuck am I going to do with that? Speaking of getting stuffed, he's going to have a bye day. (laughs) Okay. Um... (laughs) It's like a cheat day. Oh, my God. Oh, bye day. Just got it. Okay. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. Shout out to NSYNC and and Megan. Yeah. Um, I like this douche. NSYNC. Oof. Who drives a fucking 57 Chevy? It's fucking bullshit. And get the fuck out of the city. Um, Okay. So, Fortune also bet on herself, and that's how she became successful. And that's, like, a pretty crazy bet. Like... But also, like, then maybe you work for it because you're betting on yourself. I don't know. I feel like we all bet against ourselves all of the time. And maybe that's why we fucking are sitting in a car doing a podcast. And the- <laughs> well, we're sitting in the car because it, it was a little windy outside. Was, um, as in Chi-Town. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it was breezy and it was cool. So we're sitting in a car. Yes. Some people who are successful, they said, you know, they had no plan B, so they had to make this work. Mm. I think that works for some people, but not for everyone. I could not do that. I don't think I need some security, even though right. it seems like. Although I, you came out here like balls to the wall, like that's not. Just, I, I don't feel like that's difficult or. Well, you came out or, without a house or um, a job, and I think that is something where that is not much of a safety net. But my safety net was my bank account. So okay, there is that. I was, fine. but you could have gone through it and not gotten a job and had to go back home. So yeah. I think putting it out there, I think it's cool that you did that. That's kind of like that. You bet on yourself, and you. Mm, I don't know if I bet on myself. Okay. <laughs> I took like a side bet. It's like when <laughs> if they're like, "Hey, it's you like want to bet on the outside at roulette?" It, yeah, it's like. Hey, we got this Super Bowl pool. It's like 200 a square. And then you're like, ooh, that's a little rich for my blood. And then it's like, um, do you want to bet five bucks on who wins? Like, sure, that's my kind of that's bet. That's also my yeah, kind of bet. Yeah, that, that's what I would do. I think we just all need to start betting. Do we all need to have some good fortune, like misfortune, famester, famester, famester. <laughs> oh, my God. So her coming out story was one that I haven't heard, but I bet it's all too common and it really made me sad to think about having to live a life that you can't be yourself and to come out so late in life 
And to, but she became an overachiever to overcome rejection. She just thought she was being rejected because she was ugly or too fat or, and like, so she had so many other things wrapped up into it. It's like, it's so sad. And like, I just felt for her, like my heart went out for her when she was telling that story, but it's like, she overcame it though. And she became something, she used it for good, which is also great. Yes. Well, they, she also talked about her dogs and, uh, her dogs having, there's, her dogs have a dog dog personality or their dog person and i totally fucking get that because i feel like my dog's a dog person i felt like everyone thought that because everyone treats their dogs like there are people um that don't talk back or have you know uh, an opinion so it's easier to be friends with them um so i know um but i have had dogs where they're just like fucking floppy and they just want to play and they're just like i'm a dog <laughs> and my dog looks at me like who like at the group recording shout out also to bella and to chloe for making it to the show having dogs there and my dog's like not playing with them he's just like i don't know what these things are i'm just gonna hang out with you guys he's a person dog so what's your experience with this i think chloe's a person dog too i just like that her dog's named biggie and i wonder if <laughs> it's named biggie after the notorious big r.i.p it's oh my god it's today march 10th oh shit fuck yesterday was the day biggie died what day is today you missed it Damn it. March 7th. You're fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, you know where to find me on Monday. Well, now you Saturday, have a fucking Sunday, membership. Monday. You know where to find me on Monday at the Peterson Automotive Museum because the greatest rap of all time died on March 9th. Shout out to Cannabis. Um, he upped his membership to pick crew member. <laughs> oh, boy. I think it comes with a there's free there's, And there's free lube jobs. Ew, <laughs> Uh, what, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, dog, dogs. dogs. Um, yeah, I don't have dogs, so. Yeah, I know you don't. Well, I mean. Okay. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> All right, then. Should we talk about Thursday? Um, Do you have anything else for Monday? I'm trying to think. One thing I will say about her show, she mentioned how Tina Fey was involved and how everything was like, it seemed like everything was going great for that. This is another reminder of Phil Rosenthal, who was on this show, Larry David, who is the creator of Seinfeld. They say, specifically, uh, Phil said when he was on Allison's show, do what you want because in the end you're still going to get canceled. And this is how I feel about life. Do what you want because that coronavirus or a truck driving down the street with a drunk driver or a heart attack is just going to get you. So fucking do whatever you want. And just fucking live your life, man. Get stuffed. Um, if that's what you want to do. I agree. And I think a lot of what you're saying, I will probably echo that when we talk about the Thursday show. Because there's a lot of talk about that at the end of Thursday. All right. I think it's time for some childish chat. Did you want to do a jingle? Because I don't think... I think Lauren doesn't care for her jingle. So I, that's why I did it last week. My apologies. Uh, just think of childish chat to the tune of Charles in Charge. Childish chat. Do, do, do. Something like that. <laughs> Perfect. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Rafi. Hi, everybody. This is Lauren Kay with some childish chat. Greg says that they get emails um, from new parents who are feeling overwhelmed and they're trying to be perfect. Greg says, you don't have to be perfect. It's okay to leave dishes in the sink. It's okay to not make your kid's Halloween costume. Um, and it's okay to sometimes say to your spouse that you need some time to yourself and you need a massage, something like that. Um, Allison says maybe um, 
the strive for perfectionism, maybe it's because women have kids later in life. And so they're applying the same intensity that they had for their career into motherhood. Um, and she also said that she was much more laid back for Owen, the second child versus um, Elliot, the first child. And yes, of course, that's it's always like that, um, in my opinion, anyway. Um, and Greg says that in his wedding vows, he and his wife vowed to each other to uh, put each other ahead of everyone else. And that includes the children. Um, and that is so hard to do. Um, Allison says it's hard to talk with Daniel about anything other than the kids because the other way that the conversation wants to go is into politics. And we know she's not into it, <laughs> into talking, in, into Daniel talking politics. Um, and yeah, it's hard. Uh, Greg recommends uh, parents going on dates and, or, you know, going on a date with your partner and not talking about the kids. And wow, that's hard because <laughs> I have noticed um, that anytime uh, Chris and I are without the boys, that uh, the boys are kind of all we talk about. Um, they're talking about introducing babies to pets. Allison did the blanket thing, or actually she did, uh, she took the baby's first hat that they gave him in the hospital and gave that to Kathleen to let Wendy smell and get used to it. Um, and that worked out great. Wendy's uh, has infinite patience for the boys, Allison says. And uh, and that's part of uh, her breed. She said Cavalier King Charles uh, are are known for that. Greg got dogs after he had kids, and he said that he let the kids pick the dogs. Um, and they went to a Lhasa Apso rescue and got Bruley and Spike. But Spike did not work out because he was biting Greg and trying to show dominance over Greg, like being on his pillow and not letting Greg get in the bed. Um, and so they had to return him to the rescue so that he could be retrained and rehomed into a house without kids. And uh, then he let his daughter Jojo pick out a new dog. And that dog is Hannah. And she's perfect. And she sleeps with Jojo every night, he said. So it worked out great. Um, and I know uh, Z, Mary Jane and I were talking about uh, rescue dogs and how it's hard. You don't know kind of if they're going to have like a trigger. You don't know. Um, I mean, in any dog, really, I always just tell my kids, like, don't put your face near a dog's face. Uh, you know, don't don't do sudden movements around a dog that you don't know because you never know what's going to trigger a dog and, and they might snap at you for it and you don't want that. Um, they talked about active shooter drills in schools and how they're scaring kids and maybe doing more harm than good. Uh, Allison said that in Indiana, officers ordered teachers to crouch down while they fired pellet guns at them, leaving some teachers bloodied and bruised. That is crazy. Um, I never, obviously... I'm too old to have had those kind of drills in school, but I had, you know, only fire drills. And Allison said that she had earthquake drills. My kids' school does what they call lockdown drills. And sometimes when my kids are playing, I'll hear them go, let's play lockdown drill. And they like reenact what they're supposed to do in a lockdown. Um, it's just, it's just the way it is. Uh, Allison talks about having the woman from Goop, Elise, Oh, I can't read my writing. Elise Lunin, maybe. <laughs> and she said uh, that she talks a lot about um, Gwyneth Paltrow teaching her 
kind of how to not care so much what people think of you. And uh, so that should be interesting. That's definitely a foreign thing to me. I definitely do care what people think of me. And I wish that I didn't. <laughs> um, Greg brings up shrooms. Allison said, Allison said she still hasn't tried them. And she said, do you always have to throw up? And that makes me think, I think she's thinking of ayahuasca and not mushrooms. Um, because I think that when when people drink the ayahuasca tea that they always throw up and I think that I'm not sure I think ayahuasca is made up of some type of vine um, but it's not a mushroom Allison said that Elliot's morning routine used to be that he would wake up on his own and go to the living room and just play by himself until Allison and Daniel got up but now he's calling for her from his bed and they have like this whole routine that they're doing and she would like to stop that uh, so that's something that she's going to be working on. And oh, and Allison said something about Primanti Brothers, and she thought that it was in Philadelphia. And I believe that Primanti Brothers is a Pittsburgh thing, and it's like where they have these giant sandwiches that have like fries and coleslaw, and like everything is on the sandwich. Uh, so since I'm from Pennsylvania, I thought I had to address that. And I, I feel like this is going on forever, so I'm going to stop now. <laughs> I like y'all so much, and have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Lauren, we love you so much. That was awesome. I love that she does childish chat. And um, her, so she talked about kids and having kids and the dynamic that changes with your partner. And I wish that there, and I don't even know if I would have taken the class or read the book, but I wish there was something not what to expect when you're expecting, but what to expect when you have a kid and how it does, it could change and what you need to set in place in the beginning to not get into the cycle of the stuff that we all do where it does become all about the kids, which cause it kind of has to, but you still have to learn how to balance. And sometimes everything's for the kids and you're just too tired to do anything for anybody else. And so everything gets thrown off and trying to get the balance. It's such a tough thing. It's not like you just have kids and it just they just roll into your life like and they just become one of you you become them like whatever they want to do was that your experience with being a parent uh i told you my kids are all in the oh, dumpster shit. so it's hard say, you might have a few ro- floating around somewhere hard to know what their lives are like a rule i made with work is if i'm not being paid i will not think about work so i think if you're on your date night a rule should be we can't talk about the kids if it's our day away from the kids but that might be easier said than done it is but i think if you make time to talk about the kids in other respects then that's fine but i we definitely had that too where you get into the rut of like now we can talk because the kids aren't there so you can talk about the issues but you need to make the date night about you guys not about the kids i totally agree with that and a lot of times we'll have a couple of things to say about the kids and we'll get it out at the beginning and just say, all right, let's get this last little bit out a couple minutes. And then let's just be all about us if, if it has to happen. But because sometimes it's hard to make time to talk about anything, any, anyway. So just having a date night to like have a zone out about the real, the reality of what's going on in life and just enjoy yourself. Like last night I, we had date night and I think it's so important and it sucks that you have to make that, but you have to, if you're not having, you know, alone time you you have to make it happen and then it uh it's pretty great (laughs) 
Yeah, or there should be a time limit. Yeah, like yeah. these first five, ten, fifteen, whatever right. Our are going to be. Let's have. To, yeah, <laughs> but then once the time's up, you got to move on to just date night. Yes. So she talked about the fact that they're training kids in school for you know lockdown, and our kids have that. It's called hero training, and it's an anac- an acronym an acronym for something that I don't remember what it is. I could look it up, but um, it. It makes me feel safe, but then also, like, my daughter now has nightmares about going to school and having her school shot, you know, like, shot up or, like, someone breaking in and, like, killing everybody. Like, she's didn't want to go to school a couple weeks ago. Just, she was crying. Like, I I can't. I can't go to school. Something bad's going to happen. And now she's, it's freaking her out. But, like, also, yeah, be prepared, I guess. And we had fire drills and we had um, earthquake drills, which I don't know if the kids still have those. um, But then you think about the people back back in the day with the bomb uh training which is just like i guess it's just a different time <laughs> yeah i can't imagine what it's like um going to school and you know walking through metal detectors mm, yeah but that's because they put the metal detectors in after i dropped out of school <laughs> when there was a shooting at my school it had more to do with uh you know gangs or something drogas? i don't know man it's tough it is. It's like it's tough anytime, but it's just it's just a new toughness, I guess. This it's just. But like, like I said, or the group recording, like now I'm scared dropping the kids off at school because you never know. Like when the um, the one the Sandy Hook one, that was first grade class, and my daughter was in first grade at that time, and I remember the mood when we all went to go pick up our kids that day was just like. Why are we lucky enough to pick up our alive kids? And those people have to, like, bury their kids. It, it was a reality check of, like, someone could just take out a whole classroom. It's just fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. It's, like, it. schools are a common target now, but it could literally be anywhere. It could be right here, right now. Like, you just never know anymore, yeah, like which is kind of scary. And, in the and that is, I think, the randomness about it. Like, with the gang stuff, you kind of know what... It comes with the territory. I mean, it's just something that could happen. You're always probably thinking... You're always on the offense? Defense? I don't fucking know. One of those things. I'm a real sports buff. <laughs> um, Biff wants to be a buff. So, uh, yeah, it could happen anywhere. I just started listening to the DC Sniper podcast thing, and it's like that was like you're just pumping gas and you get shot for no reason. I, yeah, I've thought about that where I'm like driving down a highway that's just like a straight line. And I'm like, there could just be a guy up on a hill somewhere, yeah. just target practice. And I'm just the guy in the crosshairs. We had a lot of talk about shrooms last weekend on our, uh, at the group recording. And I'm sure Alice is mistaking it for ayahuasca. And I think, oh my God, I think that's the guy from, no, okay. Distraction. Wow. Um, ayahuasca, maybe that's going to be our next group recording event. I think she was thinking of ayahuasca. Also, I thought that Lauren would have much more to say on the topic of mushrooms and psychedelic drugs, but... uh, I guess she saved it up for last... or spent it all last weekend. Maybe. Uh, Yeah, I uh, don't know what else to say, but thanks, Lauren, for doing Childish Chat. You're awesome. Childish Chat. (laughs) All right, let's talk about thursday shall we why am i singing (laughs) 
All right. We were her little chocolate sauerkraut cakes, cakes sent in by Holly on Patreon. Uh, thanks a lot, Holly, because I guess we have to have that next year at our group recording. Thank God there's a year for us to forget this existed. Yeah, except for it's in my notes oh, always. <laughs> and I'll have to put a star like this is the beginning of uh, where I need to pick from. And I always make something like last uh, two times ago, I made the butterscotch haystacks. Those were really good. This last time I made the potato peanut butter candy. Fucking disgusting. <laughs> oh, my God. It was like sugary Play-Doh with peanut butter. It was not good. Oh, it took so much. I would probably have been taking pictures of that license plate. No, I'm just kidding. The kids were like, why are you taking pictures of that license plate? I'm like, because it's funny. <laughs> Wait, what license plate? I don't know. It was up there. It's a dad something. Shout out to you, Dr. Jen, because she's in on that fun. So Allison went and read the reviews about the chocolate sauerkraut cake. And it's exactly like... I don't, the person's, the negative, the negative, <laughs> the negative parts of the sauerkraut are the sauerkraut. So why the fuck, what is it even doing? Moisture? And by the way, sauerkraut is pickled cabbage. So you have a pickled flavor in your chocolate cake? It sounds fucking gross. It did sound fucking gross. Um, not going to try it. And I don't want chewy stuff in my cake. What about carrot cake? Nope. That's exactly what it sounds like it would be. I don't like carrot cake. Carrot cake is dumb. <laughs> Actually, you know what carrot cake is? It's one of those surprising things where I'm like, fuck this cake. And I, you know, I'm like, that's actually pretty good. Mm. And I don't like cream cheese frosting, but it, it goes with it. The, before they even talked about the carb, they talked about... It kind of got uh, shut down before because interrupted by Renee trying to murder a spider. And or to, she was scooting a bug out of <laughs> something. Um, but then that led into Allison, of course, saying... I'm not going to bring up termites, which is like, just don't even say the word anymore. But then it came up with the song of Nibbling on Sponge Cake as the termite song. And so obviously somebody's going to probably make that. But um, I did have a Nibbling on Sponge Cake reference last weekend. Do you remember? No. What did <laughs> it you say? Oh, yeah, I do remember. You said you, you mentioned it somehow, some way. I said my neighbor train rick i said i wondered if any of you had a run-in with him and i said you know if you saw him because he looks like he's been nibbling on sponge cake <laughs> <laughs> yeah that i remember uh, it's five o'clock somewhere uh, okay anyway um but then that song gets stuck in my head for the rest of the of the day hey, we talked about coronavirus a little bit a little bit before we started recording allison calls it a hoax is how is coronavirus affecting you i feel like it, we need to talk about this on the show only because we can go back in time and say like so. imagine the H now the, you're dead. The H bomb people had a podcast and they're like, "There's a scare, and we're having to hide under a desk, which will totally help." Um, and bomb shelters and all that stuff. But how is coronavirus affecting you, your job, etc.? People overreact to mm. everything. This has happened with SARS. With what MERS. was the other one? Frankincense was, and MERS. Yeah, and what was the <laughs> other one? This key, oh, like oh, swine the, flu, yeah. H1N1, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets so fucking scared, and then people overreact, and then people like me who pray for half of the population to get wiped out are disappointed. No, we need to calm down yeah, with the panic. I agree. This is just a reminder to do the things we should be doing. Wash your hands. True. Don't fucking cough on your hand and go shake someone's hand. Don't fucking make out with strangers on the street. Don't lick light poles or whatever. Darn Just it. be <laughs> hygienic. Be mindful of where your hands have been. Yeah. Wash your hands. You know, just fucking... 
<laughs> I was making jerk off noises because you, you have a squeaky a, jerk. That's a jerk off noise. <laughs> a squeaky jerk. Am I C three PO or something? <laughs> Gonna lube up my elbow. Well, I'm sure it's a rusty trombone. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Okay, so it's more of a what's so the? It's more of a pocket trumpet. Skin flute. Oh, um, so. That's funny if, shout out to Trice, he, he's going to get it, I think. Oh, good. Because the trombone's long and it. a pocket trumpet is very small. Uh, uh, go on. Oh, well, oh my God. <laughs> if you d- if Trice didn't so, get it, he got it now because I explained, explained it completely. It exactly. Yeah. Um, so I do, like, I know people go crazy. They overreact, but they're overreacting in the wrong direction. Uh, catching up, like, stocking up on water is dumb. I, it makes yeah, zero sense. Yeah, it's not going to do much. It's like that's not the survival we're looking for. We're looking for some other kind, but also washing your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my biggest thing, and this goes to a JMO from last week, which we didn't, oh, sorry, my dentures. We didn't go, we didn't talk about JMOs because we didn't have time, but there was a lady talking about germs on library books. And this is something that I think about. And even if you wash your hands, now you think about like money, everybody touches money. Now you think about door handles, you think about whatever. And does that mean you have to, every time you touch these things, you're thrown on Purell like a crazy person? Maybe. Or how soon can you wash your hands after you've touched all these things? Like, I buy all my books from Dollar Bookstore, and I think about the germs that are on there. And I have, like, a love-hate relationship with germs where I'm like, I embrace germs, and I kind of just feel like you need it for your immune immune system. But then, like, at a certain point... I thought you were going to say you have a love-hate relationship with books. I love having them, but I hate (laughs) reading them. Um, I've almost finished two books this year, and that's a lot for me. For since I've been la- that is a lot for you, and so I want to. I'm going to ramp up because I feel like at least once a month, one book a month is good, and then get more. But um, the problem with like Purell is that that leads to like the super bugs, as we already know. True. Okay. So yeah, that's if true. it's not the coronavirus, it's going to be a super bug. So just fucking live your life. <sighs> that just, is very true. You're probably going to be fine. Do you think it's funny? And do you picture Shelley and John? vacationing in vegas anytime but also this is their family vacation their favorite family trip is to take their babies to vegas they don't seem like vegas people okay vegas people when i think vegas people i think of people who like want to go do drugs and Mm. cheat on their spouses oh oh but there is also casino people and that is old people who want to sit at a table or a slot machine (laughs) And get free drinks or, like, a free coffee as they play penny slots for five hours. I think they're more that than the first. then I have many issues with this. I've seen people, totally, with their kids in the casino. And it's like, why the fuck would you waste a vacation in Vegas and bring the kids? Because it's everything non-kid related. They're not really allowed to be in the casino. They can't, they're not going to be going to the strip clubs. They're not going to be betting. They're not going to be gambling. They're not going to be cheating on their spouses. I like, why would they even be in Vegas? Why bring your kids? Shell, hey, Shelly, shell out a couple of bucks for a sitter. I just, it actually just sounds more of like a hindrance. Like, this sounds sucky. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they're that kind of Vegas. I think they're more casino. But you have to sit at a vacationers. table. And, but also, they said they would get like the babysitters from the hotel that would sit in the room with oh, them or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Which also, why? I just being as a parent and like I've taken my kids to a lot of places, where, like to the brewery or whatever, and like they're self-contained. But I'm not gonna bring a baby to the brewery. Although when we were at that one, oh my god, there were so many babies. Um, it just seems I don't know. It just seems like 
it just seems so weird. And meeting them is just like you guys are Vegas people, and I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't compute. Penny slots. You think that's what they are? Maybe. Yeah. I I don't I don't know. I don't see Dr. John saying, you know, to some hot blonde to blow mm. on his dice, you know. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh Tony tweeted about his calendar reminder for podcast at 6 p.m. and he was confused about it. And I thought that was first of all it was a funny tweet, but I used it as my uh little uh I use it as what was it? Fuck. What was the fucking word I was going to say? Um, I use it to put my foot in the door as far as like, well, you did say that you'd be on the Best Friends fan cast, but we never locked in a time. <laughs> as like a little joke. It was my little by Menon. Like, I'm annoying you, but at a certain point you're going to be like, I should be on that BF fan cast show. Um, but I did think that was funny that he tweeted that out. And... Allison tripped over the word unprecedented like I did last week. And I thought that was really funny, especially since she's a wordsmith and I'm me. But what's really unprecedented is there was another fucking snack chat. That was not a Lauren K. snack chat. <laughs> That's funny. But this beer, we need to get some of this Motion City beer. It sounds like it might be like that citraholic that you like. That So that was funny because when they were talking about hops and whatnot, um, I don't have that kind of palette where i i know like oh they did a single hop or whatever right. the fuck but i do know that my favorite hop is the citra right as soon as they said that i'm like oh that's rafi's hop <laughs> so there's shout out to cousin erica there's citraholic from beachwood brewery that i love and then in colorado shout out to david huntsberger from new belgium there's citradelic which i also really like um i like the fruity juicy ipa style i like west coast ipas and whatnot so um yeah send me those in the mail yes uh what's your ad- address honey um, somewhere you guys know it um so every time somebody talks about beer on allison's show if david's on or colonel jeff's on they always mention bruce by don so shout out to you bruce by don he gets a shout out on there all the time also, um, Paul last week brought his beer, and we weren't we didn't uh, have time to drink it during the live recording, but we drank it the next the next day, and it was fucking delicious. He he kind of poo pooed he like downplayed it that it wasn't going to be very good, and it was quite delicious. Um, and so that kind of answers my question about like beer snobs. Like I don't get it. My palate is I like it or I don't. I go wine tasting, and I'm like this is good. I don't really have much more than like I don't like it. There's one time I said it smelled, it tasted like, um, well, Chardonnay to me sometimes is, I don't like Chardonnay, but there was one that tasted like, it smelled, it tasted like the smell of diarrhea. So I called it Chardonnay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so my palate is refined is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, um, do you have, so they were asking about van playlists. I want to know, do you have like a road trip? That's what I took from it as far as like a van playlist. But do you have like a road trip go-to playlist? Like all, like the certain bands that you listen to when you're on the road? Or is it kind of like a mixture? I need to refresh my music because I haven't really added any new music in months. And I'm getting really tired of it. So what I do is like, I just put a bunch of stuff on my phone that I like. And then I just always press shuffle. 
and then I just let the chips fall where they may. And if I find like a song that I always skip, then I know get rid of that one, get rid of that one. But then it gets to a point where I'm like, I hear these songs every day. I need to switch it up. And then I'll go and delete a bunch of shit that I don't care for that much and add a whole bunch of new stuff. And then that's how I do it, which is not a great system, but you know, it's worked so far. So you have a playlist that you need to refine. I have like go to, oh, that's what I was talking about. So the last time I went on a road trip, a really far one, two years in a row, went to Sacramento with each of the kids. Sack town. By ourselves. Old town suck. I listened to Sorry Not Sorry. Like I started listening to that about that time. So I was able to listen to it with the kids in the car because it was so hard for me to drive without listening to a podcast. It was nice to find one that I can listen to with the kids. So I just like listened to that the whole time. But typically when I go on a road trip, it's always like Credence and like, or any kind of country music. That's pretty much where I, I land. But um, yeah, let us know what's on your van slash, well, you know, what's in my van's playlist. (laughs) You might not actually. I was going to make a joke about van's playlist, but let's just leave it be. Leave that. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so this led to like the funniest part of the show, and I haven't laughed at a Thursday show for this hard for a long time. And that's when Allison, um, she was trying to sneak open pooping into her relationship with her dainty gateway turd. <laughs> and I feel like I was thinking about that today, where I was thinking about like first of all, I we all know I I like to leave a little mystery at least in that respect, like no farting, no pooping, like that's just. It's just not attractive. Like, and you want to be attractive and you don't want to fumigate the area that you want somebody to go to. So to me, it sends the wrong message. Uh, It's the wrong kind of intimacy. I think um, she's barking up, barking up, barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. Um, But today, as I was sitting on the toilet, I was thinking, what if she said, oh, I'm going to have you help me change my tampon? Like, that's similar because she said you had to, you know, watch two babies coming on me. Yeah, that wasn't beautiful because it was coming out of you with all the fluids. It's beautiful because it was a baby and it's a miracle of life. But like everything else about it is fucking disgusting. So I don't know, like just because he watched her do that doesn't mean we need to be pooping in front of each other. But pooping is the miracle of digestion. It's what keeps <laughs> us alive. So you do have kids. We get... <laughs> They're all in the pool. <laughs> We get nutrients from our food, and then the waste is excreted. Um, so we should be celebrating our liver and our colon. Yeah, the large intestine, the, small intestine. The stuff we don't want in our body. But it is the miracle of digestion. Okay, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. So we should just celebrate it. Should I just like lay one down here right now? I would bet money that you couldn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, no. You would definitely be betting the right bet on I am with Daniel. We, I'm not... I don't like... I, I've I've told this story on here before that my friend heard me fart for the first time when I was half asleep and it slipped out because my guard was down um, and we laughed about it. But we don't want, I don't want the person I'm with to be farting or burping or right. doing any of that. But I will say that I took offense with Daniel mm-hmm. yes. as someone who drives a truck for a living. Mm. He said that he didn't sign up to and live hers. with a farting and burping stripper killing. Oh, stripper and I was like, killing. exactly. I was like, excuse me, sir. We kill prostitutes, <laughs> not strippers. Lots of lizards. Yeah. 
Um, and you do not snort meth. Uh, you yeah, smoke he it. He's all over the place, but also... Um, apparently, Allison and I like have a lot in common because our burping is being ramped up and our husbands are not happy about it. Um, I've definitely tried to curb it because for me, it, if it is something that's unattractive, it was just the delivery at which I heard it that I didn't care for. But I'm all for like, you know, if I don't want to fart, then why not stop burping too? If that's unattractive, I get it. Um, but also, she said, you know, you're not like the one who's not guilty of doing all this stuff and he's like well i'm a guy it's like that's not an excuse to me no um that's shit so yeah but don't i was i was telling megan if if i was in the bathroom getting ready for work and someone walked in i'd be like uh what are you doing in here and then if they took a seat i'd be like whoa 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 get the fuck Uh, out of here and if there's two other bathrooms that you could use no that's Pushing the limits. Also, when I'm getting ready, most of the time, I'll shut the door. Yeah, and so I have this thing where when I get ready, get to ready, when I get ready, I like the door open because I like You the, need the airflow. Yeah, I, I like gotcha. the feel of the air, but a door open is an invitation. So I get, the invitation gets um, accepted often where people, they don't come in to take a deuce or like, sometimes pee, but mostly it's just like coming in and chatting. I'm like, I'm brushing my teeth and like, I'm not done yet. Like, let me exit the building or the room before you come in and like start chatting with you. This is like my space and my, all, everybody in my house does it. So I have to close the door and I hate having the door closed. I like having everything open. I like going from my bedroom to the bathroom and like doing like a whole thing. But yeah. And then especially when you have kids, you can't really close the door as much anyway. So it's not, you know, there's not much imagination for the kids, but, but still she's pushing it. And if you want intimacy with your husband, I think there are better ways of doing that. How? Date night, talking, um, not talking about the kids, going back to the things you did before you had kids, I think will really, um, help. Anal. Obviously. <laughs> Cause you can't fertilize a turd. All right. So, oh my God. So David's hairdo, or are you jealous that he cut his hair and you have not? Are you still, you were, so he had like zero connection to his hair, which I'm shocked about because cutting your long hair is a giant thing. It's an emotional thing. He's not connected to it. Are you having any worries because of that or because it's now your identity? What's the scoop? I am thinking of cutting it right after I leave here. I don't know. It, I like I wouldn't say I'm connected to it, but like I like I said, like ninety percent of the time it's like just in my way or annoying. And then ten percent of the time I'm like, Oh, I love this long hair. But I'm just afraid of if I go back to short hair, like what's it gonna look like? Because I don't wanna have like just the same old haircut I've had forever. So I wanna do something slightly different, but then I, I can't just walk into the place and be like sit in the chair and they're gonna be like oh so what are we doing today and i'm like i don't know something different (laughs) like that's not helpful to them so that's what i'm worried about is what if they don't do a good job because i don't know what i want but it's gonna grow back eventually and i could just wear a hat until it comes back like when uh jerry went to enzo the man's a butcher (laughs) oh gino so let's see it's a Enzo. He's a crazy. <laughs> Edward Scissorhand. <laughs> okay, so uh, we also got a little shout out to Jen Tokaji from David, which was cool. Oh, yeah. He went to her show and Colonel Jeff, 
was there doing the she show. She went to his and, show. Uh, yes. And um, so I'm sad that we missed it for that reason, but I think that was during Sketchfest, so I'm not that sad. Uh, Allison's therapy cabin. Would you go to this? If Allison decided to change, switch gears oh. and become a therapist and like be like growing pains and just have her office at home. <laughs> well, she mentioned something about um, should we delete this from the episode in case I do become a therapist <laughs> in the future and someone hears this. Um, I think a good therapist, if someone walked in and were like, oh, Allison, I, I've listened to your podcast for years. A good therapist would be like, then this is not going to work. Like we, I can't be your therapist then. Um, oh, yeah. So no, I would not go to her. Also, I was thinking, mm. I was like, what if the next time we go to a live show or we see her, if we like just lay our problems out for her and be like, all right, you want to be a therapist? Oh, Let's give you a little I trial like run. Didn't, we, didn't that usually be part of her show where like you send people in would send in questions in and ask for advice and whatnot. So when I was going to college, I was going for early child development because I wanted to be a teacher, and the classes that you have to take. Just to get your AA. Uh-huh. Sorry, this person just came in hot. I'm like, are they coming to tell us to move? Um, <laughs> On the Honda Ruckus. Not that what, AA. What? Don't, worry. Don't worry. I'm not that bad. Um, I had to take psychology and some other classes, and I realized that early childhood development was not exactly my thing, even though I'm still interested in it because it is, um, there's a lot of psychology behind it. But taking psychology and becoming a therapist is kind of where I started leaning towards because I, it was so fucking interesting and i like to listen to people's problems and try and help it might not be the best <laughs> advice but um i think it would be I, I don't know my my husband's dad was a therapist also joanna is shout out to you joanna and well a lot of times with my father-in-law he doesn't take his work home so i think allison was like oh we'll work out our problems if i'm a therapist it's like no that doesn't it's not really how it works and my therapist was a little bit like daniel's where we spent a lot of time talking about her problems, and I started getting to know about her life. I'm like, how is this? What's going on here? Am I that good of a therapist? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's why I stopped going to my... Well, part of why I didn't like my last therapist was that it was like, oh, I'm paying this guy a lot of money to just like hang out and shoot the shit. And I was like, yeah, that's not what I'm here for. Yeah, my therapist drives a Mercedes. <laughs> well, maybe she's really good. Um, we could see her. Her office is like right over there. Okay. Also, Allison used to drive a Mercedes. Now Daniel true. drives it. All right. Um, so Allison's therapy talk got all into just talking about the things we do in our life. If we're happy, changing your career, um, doing things that are fulfilling. There were so many topics that came up and everybody had something to say about it. It made me really sad to hear Daniel talking about how depressed he is. Because I know we've gone, kind of gotten da- down on Daniel a little bit. And it's not because we don't love him. It's because it's starting to show in the show <laughs> that his negativity is or that his depression is kind of like really taking effect. And I just feel really bad for him. But this is one of those times, the whole poop story was one of those times where Daniel and Allison were kind of bickering. But it turned into a hilarious bit and it was really funny. So it kind of like lent itself to the show. Where it could have not if it was about anything else. Um, and he was talking about just getting back into being creative and doing things for himself. And I was saying, I've said this before, like this, doing this show was the first selfish thing that I did for myself after having kids for 10 years or however old they were. 
because I felt guilty doing anything that wasn't bringing money into the house or like doing something to benefit the house. It was just for me and it feels selfish, but you have to do those things. And I remember telling Daniel that, that I was like, yeah, it took me about 10 years to actually finally do stuff for myself. And even last week when we were talking about um, Whitney's question, shout out to you, Whitney, about what you do for self-love and um, doing artwork, stuff like that, that I have not gotten back into doing that I need to make time for. But I make time for this show, and I think that's pretty huge because I never, ever did that kind of stuff for myself before. And this show takes up a lot of time for something that we're not getting paid for. But it's like pure enjoyment. Like, look at us having so much fun. <laughs> look at us. Yeah. Who would have thought? From parking lot to parking lot. Uh, also, I had wait, forgotten... Wait, 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 hold on. Oh, Don't yeah. move on. Hold. Okay. You're effing horses, Lisa. I'm still talking about the same thing, but go ahead. For the love of God, would you hold on I a second? I did ask you what you do to to be selfish for yourself, and are you depressed, and do you have anything else to say about that? But I was still going to talk more about it. Why can't I find it? Oh, yeah, here it goes. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Totally worth it. <laughs> that was totally worth it. Um, and, okay, so they also talked about the question about, like, what do you do? And this question for me is really fucking hard. And I know Alice was talking about having self-worth and having, um, after you have kids and it becomes all about them and you kind of feel lost. So I have a different layer of that because when you're just a mom and people ask you what you do, you feel like a low piece of shit because you're like, I don't get a paycheck. That's what I do. <laughs> but even though to me, it's a very important job and it doesn't seem to be as important to a lot of people in the world anymore, but it's, it just, it makes me feel like, I don't know, like a peasant or something. <laughs> like I went out with my husband's friends the other day and I was like, please don't ask me what I do. Because people rarely do. That's not a fun conversation. Nobody wants to fucking talk about what they do for work. That's fucking boring. Like, how about what do you do in your spare time? That's a dumb question. And she asked me and I was like, I'm a caretaker. I take care of a kid. I don't know. Like, what sucks is like if I'm paid to take care of somebody else's kid, that's a job-ish. But when you raise your own kids, it's not a job. <laughs> I don't know. It's It's tough and it makes you feel worthless to not contribute as much as maybe the other person in the relationship. But um, anyway, so that's my own battle. But uh, so finding yourself after having kids and then also finding yourself when you're not necessarily, you know, making the money. It's um, kind of sucks. I so I think this must this someone on Facebook was saying how this was a very relatable part of the show. I think we all feel this way because you think, you know, you're a housewife or whatever. You're you take care of someone's kid. Now, imagine me, who is a truck driver, because when you think of a truck driver, look at Daniel's description, you think of a fat, burping, farting, yeah. stripper-killing meth snorter, apparently. And that's why I always tell my friend... That is true. If someone says you're a truck driver, it's always like, ugh. There is some sort of a bad connotation to that, but and I think that's why I wanted to see you in your truck, because I'm like, you don't seem like someone I would think of as a truck driver. So I could see that. I about that. I tell my friend who I used to live with because he's he's a truck driver and he would always say you're one of us you're a trucker and I would always tell him I may drive a truck but I'm not a truck mm. driver so I don't like telling people what I do for a living it's not like I'm ashamed of it because I make a decent living and it's an okay job but it's not something that like if I was like 
especially in this state, there are so many people who have fun, cool, creative jobs, and I don't have that. And this past week especially, work has been interesting. It, it really has vacillated between really good and pretty bad at times. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a week where I have been thinking a lot about work when I'm trying not to. And so this this was a very relatable topic. And we I think they all just need to get over it. We do because we all we need to make time for ourselves, and we need to not be so hard on ourselves ourselves. Because, I, and I've had other women give me more of a hard time. Where there's another lady in the neighborhood that doesn't have a job, and she she does a fucking lot. And I've heard the other ladies talk about her like, oh, what do you do? Clean all day, or like you know. These kinds of comments where it's just like, okay, like I hear you talking shit on her. So what are you saying about me? You know what I mean? Um, so that kind of sucks. But you know what? I know what I'm doing is important. So I just have to not worry about what other people think. Obviously, I don't um, enough to, to change it. But um, if somebody said, oh, what do you do all day? Clean all day. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get that fucking soundboard up in here. <laughs> So, Shout out to the unofficial Bodega Boys soundboard. Um, I, so Tony talked about his depression and I had forgotten that he, he doesn't come off as a guy who's depressed. He's so kind of like upbeat and like he just has a good energy. And I forget about all of his battles with depression that he's talked about before. And it made me think about not only by men and calling him and like or messaging him and saying like, hey, come on the show. But it made me start thinking about the questions that I would want to ask him. Like, I do want to ask him the hard questions that he may or may not want to answer or have it out there. But this whole, like, all of his stuff that he's going through right now, like, I am curious to know, like, what it's like going through all this and how it's helping his, or hurting his depression and what he's doing to, to deal with it. Because maybe keeping busy, which is what, he, what he's doing, and I think that's a big help. But once it's not busy and you sit down and you're like, shit. Now I have to deal with it. I don't know. This is literally my life since I moved to California. Because Monday to Friday, I'm just trying to make it through the work day. And then I have Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday to myself. And Can I, I have robbed been... you of one of those days? No. <laughs> I have to fill them with things to distract me from the fact mm. that my Aww. life is very empty when you look at it. Um, so I think the, what I got from this episode is what I kind of already knew is that your life is like what you make of it and it's not your job because Mm. like, like they were talking about how you'll see like, like he said, Oh, I wish I could just be a guy driving a bus, whatever. Yeah. But if you're the guy driving the bus, he's like, Oh, I wish I was whatever yes Yes. same with me like i'll see someone i'm like man i wish i had that job but if i had that job then i'd have like some fucking boss breathing down my neck for some other reason and i think that someone like allison with what she does it's like you have the best of the best of everything you can do something that you love to do and get paid for it plus you have this the um the 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 flexibility and the freedom to just be and do whatever. Like you can make it around your schedule. It can be. It, it can be any time. You can sleep in. You can stay up late. You can do whatever. It's all around, and you have to be very organized to do that, and not just like be lazy, and which she's not. So it's very easy to just. She could just do whatever she wants. She can still be a part of her kids' fa- lives, and then also bring money into the house. And like being able to do that is kind of awesome. 
Yeah, she <clears throat> she has a very good job, and I hope she does not change anything. Yeah. If anything, she should try to find more ways to make money on the side. Look, oh, I don't know. Yes. She could sell us some new merch. Lots of merch. We can she, all buy lots of merch. Yeah. And I think this is what she should do. Don't don't go be a therapist, but maybe take a few classes. And Monday shows are therapy shows. People send in their problems and talk about it instead of interviewing these other people. That would be way more interesting to me, I think, to hear her talk about people's problems. Like, go back to that bit before, not bit, but that segment before, but make it a whole show. I don't know. Anyway, um, also, oh, sorry. If she did, it could be a separate show even. There, how many podcasts yeah. do you know that they do a spinoff podcast? Like, true. Like she could do a gal chat. She could do a therapy show. She could really. I mean, she could podcast five days a week. Really, that's what we're trying to say. <laughs> I mean, she show? really could. I know. I mean, we would have to tone. It. We wouldn't be able to cover all of it, but yeah, tone it down. Oh. Um, also, Daniel's perspective on life was very heartwarming and endearing, and. Once again, we've been getting down on him, but his perspective is basically basically serving people and helping people. And that's what you're in life for is to to give to others and make other people's lives better. And I think that was really sweet the way I, I know I'm not saying exactly how he said it, but I just thought that it was really nice. And then David's um, said just to take every day to take a moment every day and say what you're thankful for instead of waiting for one day a year. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think that kind of perspective, it's like maybe you can sit and be in the moment a little bit more if you're um, loving something or giving it the, the the minute to like be thankful for it. Then it's like, wow, I really do have a lot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I don't know if I said this already, but another thing I got, out of this was that I already knew it's like surround yourself with people that you love and really that's all we can do. We're all going to die. Oh, <laughs> um, so on that negative note, I do want to say that I had two call outs that I forgot to mention <laughs> during shout outs. Do you have anything else from Thursday? Mm, no. Okay. Um, my two call outs are to me. Me two times. I did not picture he was going to get into that 62 right now. Um, that he worked for the bank. <laughs> oh, that's, he probably does. That's a 62? Well, only because of the license plate says it. Um, oh. But 62, uh. 63, they have that same look. I like them. Um, even for a Chevy. So, <clears throat> I'm calling out myself because last weekend, Megan came, super fan Megan, came over. And the f- first thing she said was, Oh my gosh, I just talked to my mom and she and she said and what I did is cut her off and I made my snide remark and something negative when she wanted to tell me that her mom was going to give me a very nice compliment. So I felt really shitty for that. So I'm like, "Damn it." Um so she was like, she my was apologies, like, Megan. She was about to say something nice to you and you were like, "What about stupid? the stupid? I'm not going to let you get the chance." <laughs> <laughs> I literally did. I was like, karate chop. I'm going to just like, <laughs> not even. Oh. And so then she proceeded to give me like one of the nicest compliments ever. I'm like, God damn it. I need to learn how to keep my mouth shut. Also, my other shout out is to me um, regarding something I said to call you. Call out, you mean. Oh, what a, another call out is once again to me. <laughs> 
Um, because last week we were recording and I said I was going to turn your levels down because you're stupid. <laughs> and I said, stupid, I'm not going to let you get the chance. <laughs> and even though it was funny in the moment, I was like, that was pretty harsh. Um, I don't just like call somebody stupid unless it's like somebody stupid. Uh, anyway, so that's it. Uh, do you have anything else? Do I have anything else? Uh, just this. Oh, God. Somebody suck that baby's dick! <laughs> Somebody suck that baby's dick! Shout out to Cuba Gooding Jr. My guy. That that sounds like your guy. <laughs> Let's go get stuffed. Um, Alright, so I guess uh, we'll wrap it up on sucking baby's dicks. Is that what that was? You know the fucking vibes. <laughs> All right, we'll end it on that. I might not say, maybe cut out baby sticks. So we'll end it on. <laughs> and if you like to be on the super fun show, <laughs> upbeat, you got to surround yourself with people that you love and have something, somebody, something in common. Email bfancast at gmail.com. Follow me at BFF Lisa Lowry, Lowry and follow the show at BFancast on Twitter. Where can we find you, little Rafi, besides sitting in a car in the public parking lot of City of Orange? Every time that you do my plugs for me, you mention my Twitter account, which oh, no. I haven't oh, used no. in ages. I know. But so I tweet do, at RMC I do <laughs> occasionally use my mm-hmm. Instagram account. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know it already, then don't bother. If you'd like to post pictures of your ass, follow him at... Oh. If you R- want to slide M- into my BMs... <laughs> It never gets old. Um, BFFs, you are the fucking best. Thank you and good night. This could be something big. This could be something big. Big pop up, throwing niggas off a cliff, smoking splits, disappearing with my bitch in the Mitsubishi Eclipse. Read my lips, I kill you, blood is spilled too. Did I say thank you? I grant you three wishes, cause I be the genie. Niggas is ass out like fat bitches in bikinis. Read between the lines, see what I see. I see the diary of a sick bastard. Junior Mafia blaster, Rugas on the hip, what coke to flip chips, what slugs to fill clips. Flipping coke at corner store bodegas In the back room playing Sega Street Fighter 2, I'm inviting you Bring your writing crew and they dopest rhymes I get up in that ass every time Lyrically, I'm untouchable, uncrushable Getting mad blunted in the 600 Ben, ask your friends who's the illest Licking shots, niggas screaming Biggie Smalls tried to kill us Big, big, you get big Champagne and my wet You can party till you sweat The money's yours